church and other drugs. My name is Jed. Hey guys, my name is Bradford. You're gonna need to get way closer than that. Hello, I'm Brad. Welcome to NPR. My name is Bradford, and I'm gonna be introing for you. What's up, man? Nothing. <laughs> so, whenever I get guests on here, A, it's really awkward to do face-to-face. -face. Right now, me and Jed are inches from each other. We're inches. Face. We're about nose-to-nose. Yeah. -nose. yeah. Uh, do you feel that? I do. The, the, the tension? Can the guests feel it? Yeah, I think so. I think they can feel you that. Cut it with a knife. Yeah. Ugh. But don't cut the mustard. Oh. I don't oh, know what that no. means. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. So, uh, Brad is is currently going through some troubles. Okay, so I, I invited him down to Lafayette for for Sunday Fun Day. Eric is here as well. Hey! Shut up, Eric. Nobody asked you. And Eric. <laughs> and Eric. Yeah. Eric like, Get back in the cage. <laughs> he's like, yeah, Eric, stay back from the mic, please. Yeah, please, just Eric. Speak when spoken to. Okay. Speak when spoken we, to. We Am may, I right? Yes, we. May. Everyone's got an Eric in their lives. We may acknowledge you, but that doesn't mean you can actually speak, Eric. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, Eric. Am I right? So what's uh so what's going on, Brad? What do you what are your what is what do you what's going on with you? Well, it's hard sometimes in your life when people don't just you know follow instructions. You know, I I'm trying to make the rules here, and not everyone wants to do what I say. It's unfortunate. You know, someone that's very close to me, in all seriousness, is, uh, sorry, the, um, the, this gerbil just bit me. <laughs> I'm trying my, to talk about serious uh, issues. It's an intimidation tactic. Yeah. I let my ferrets go when I bring guests in the room, so they can't be, every time they yeah. do something serious. It's like, don't get too comfortable, because they will kill you. Um, yeah, what's going on is that, uh, someone who's very close to me is using... And it's getting to a point where it, it's like I'm going to have to, you know, it's getting to the point where I'm almost going to have to distance myself. And that's really hard. You know, it's kind of of a sad feeling because the closer you are to the person, the harder it is to, you know, realistically look at the situation. It's really difficult to know what's going on unless you're actually outside. And when you're in it, it's just, it's tough. Yeah, you don't know at what point you're giving up too early or enabling. It seems like that's a super fine line. Yeah, it is. And then really like what's going on with me right now is I'm constantly questioning myself. I'm questioning whether or not I'm doing the right thing. And that's, that's kind of the hard part because these things that I used to do as an active alcoholic and addict, the things that I used to do, I'm very susceptible to them even though I know the tricks. They 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 work on me too. They work really good, especially when I'm close. When when you're really close to the person, they work really well. So it's tough, you know. I don't really. I mean, you know. I I think at the heart of it, though, what I was thinking about last night was at the heart of the issue is that I I set up a I had a pretty good plan. I set it up and I did the best I could, you know. And so now we're gonna have to change the plan. We're going to have to restructure the system. And I've been working on this structure. I've been building this life for myself around this other person. And so 
now that I'm, I'm faced with actually having to change directions or actually having to make another big change, I'm real, I'm trying, I'm kind of shying away from it. And like you said before, I think it is difficult to, to, to know when it is the right time to, to make a move and how serious should you, how, what, what action should be taken? You know, it's hard to know. It is. I think, uh, we can sum it up with you got to know when to hold them and when to fold them. Right. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's like, have you ever heard that Kenny game? Rogers? Have Kenny you heard? Rogers. Shut up, Eric! Eric, please! <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> folks. Sorry. If you guys didn't know, Eric's the one we're talking about. Uh, yeah, he's my gay lover. So and that's who we're talking about. He, he won't, just won't fall in line. He won't fall in line. He won't. He's always talking. Dude, that ferret's gonna eat all that stuff. Like, dude. Yeah. Eric's Eric's naked right now, and the ferret <laughs> is eating his stuff. If you know what I mean. So, I know it's not that kind of show, but Eric, please put some clothes on. So. See what I'm doing. It's with. been a while since I've done a uh, today I learned, but this one's a good one for Brad and Eric. So, Brad. did you know <clears throat> uh, where the term pipe dream came from? No, I didn't. Came from the insane dreams opium smokers would have. Oh, that's good. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's where pipe dreams. Pipe from. dream. Ah. Yeah. I had a couple of those in my day. Yeah. <laughs> Eric's having one right now. Yeah. Look at that Eric. Eric. Get... <laughs> uh, so the other the funny thing that happened the other day, I was, uh, um, my car broke down. That wasn't so funny, but I was at, you know, but whatever, dude, you, you persevere. Brad's dealing with like deep, serious things and my car breaks down and I've, I'm equally as sad. There so. is no God. There is no God. <laughs> um... So I go, I go, <laughs> I go to get my car changed, and I'm sitting there waiting in the lobby, and like, it's just so funny to me how old people have, like, how do you, is it just a certain age you get where you no longer give a fuck? Because like, this is like, they have no volume control on the phone, no, no like, uh, worry that there's anyone else in the world next to them, but this lady, like, the phone rings, and it's the crowded uh, lobby or whatever, she just goes... Hello, and then the person's like, yeah. she's like, oh, oh, okay. So I left the money on the porch. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. In the envelope next to the flower pot. <laughs> Just screaming like three oh six Davenport Drive. Yeah, that's where the money is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. You know, the old there's sometimes old people will come in to pay at my restaurant. I work as a server. And they'll hand me their credit card, right, or their or their debit card or whatever. And on the back of it, will ju- they'll have their pin just like no. writ- written on the card, yeah, you know, so they don't forget it because I guess <laughs> the risks outweigh the yeah, yeah the yeah. rewards outweigh the risk. They they can't remember their pin for the life of them, so the card's useless to them unless they write their do, pin on it. Do, all right, <laughs> here's all right. So I was reading a uh, weird. Um, <clears throat> Uh, sexual statistics, like random se- sex statistics, and it was talking about how basically uh, only one in six 80-year-olds are not interested in sex. So, like, the majority still are. Uh, they literally said, like, the only reason they wouldn't is, like, in operation of, 
necessary materials, right? Right, right. Do you, Genitals do you, not working. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You said that, <clears throat> Eric. You deal with that? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> um, this medication they got you on. Look, let me tell you about. No something. wait, I wasn't done with that though. I wasn't done. I wasn't okay, done. all right. At least the so, Jack show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Do you think, as you age, your like, like, do you think they think? an older woman is more attractive than I think an older woman is. Like, do, does your view of, like, what is attractive, uh, like... Hold on, is pause it? it, pause it, pause it. I gotta look up a stat. What? Well, I, I think Benjamin Franklin said it best in um, his advice to young men about uh, choosing a mistress. He's talking about... Is this a real quote? This is a real quote. Where he's talking about basically... Um, the advantages of choosing an older woman, I think, and he because he was like a notorious sex fiend. He was, <laughs> yeah. which is gross if you've yeah. seen pictures of him. All right, he said, because in every animal that walks upright, the deficiency of fluids that fill the muscles appears first in the highest part. The face grows lank and wrinkled, then the neck, then the breast and arms, the lower parts continuing to the last as plump as ever. What? So that covering all above with a basket and regarding only what is below the girdle, it is impossible of the two women to know an old from a young one. <laughs> and, hold on, I'm not done here. And as in the dark, all cats are gray, the pleasure of corporal no. enjoyment with an old woman is at least equal and frequently superior, every knack being by practice capable of improvement. That is like the... Uh, most eloquent way I've ever heard the, the one of the most depraved things ever spoken. Like, said, just as all cats in the dark are gray. Yeah, he said. Oh, he said, dude. look, man, girls be learning stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Trans- translation. Yeah. The older the wine, the, the sweeter the juice. Yeah, and them go. Them girls be getting freaky with it. Yeah, age. they got, you know, Benjamin, take it from your boy Benjamin for Right. So. <laughs> All right, well, uh, thanks for that. We're going to get to the interview with James Whiteman about the new documentary, What Would Jesus Say? Rain, rain on my face Hasn't stopped raining for days My world is a flood Slowly I become one with the mud But if I can swim after 40 days I'm good whenever, so I'm recording on GarageBand and everything, so. Yeah, we're good to go. Right. So how's it going, man? It's going great. It's been a wild, I guess, eight days. What's been happening? Well, just, uh, should I, like, pretend like people 
don't know yeah, anything yeah, about. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I'm directing a documentary for Bad Christian, a uh, feature-length documentary about the Christian music industry, and it's been kind of talked about and in the works for like almost two over two years now. Yeah. Um, and we finally launched the Kickstarter last Monday to crowdfund this thing. Um, and I think the last time I checked it's up, we have a $20,000 goal, but it's up to like 17, seven, and, uh, and or like, something like that. How many days has it been? Eight, eight days. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. So there's so, definitely a demand. Yeah, it's been really, really exciting, especially like this has been my baby for literally over two years now. Uh, I pitched the concept and have just been working on it, you know, kind of on my own off and on. Um, so to finally see it like, you know, starting to be closer and closer to reality is like really exciting. So how did you what came first, like your relationship with the guys in Bad Christian or the idea for the documentary? Yeah, so I've been doing work for Emory for a few years now. Um, I guess like probably three and a half, four years. And that was also kind of my introduction to like Matt McDonald and the Classic Crime because uh, he runs uh, the label for Bad Christian. Um, but yeah, I've, I've done like music videos and stuff for them for several years. Uh, just kind of a random connection that, that worked out. And then so that transitioned into more Bad Christian related stuff. And then, uh, yeah, just kind of from there, I just kind of came up with this idea on my own and then uh, pitched it to Carter. He liked it, um, kind of got McDonald on board, and um, it's just kind of been, you know, up in the air on and off since then. Uh, just trying to figure out, like, the right timing, uh, if people will be interested in this, like, what do we need, you know, for assets, like, do we need to make a trailer, stuff like that, so. Yeah, man, it's a lot of... It's, yeah, it's a lot of work. It's definitely a subject that people definitely. Well, everybody loves. I'm a huge fan of like behind the music. So anything like anything like pop up video behind the music, any kind of insider info, like the dirt and grit, I'm all aboard for. Yeah, did yeah. You, it's uh. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, did you have any background in Christian music at all? Like yeah. so. Yeah, I mean those guys, you know, all have kind of been in the industry to some extent as musicians. Uh, I was in the industry as a fan, you know, as like a youth yeah. group kid, uh, going to festivals every summer and like, you know, I kind of lived that life and that was, I was never strictly in that world, but I was like very, very, very much like invested in that world. Like all my favorite bands were at, you know, what, like what were creation. some of your favorites? Oh gosh. Um, family force five was always number one. Okay. Um, uh, Actually, that band is kind of the reason that I'm a filmmaker uh, today. Because oh, I was that's like, amazing. yeah, long story, but like, I uh, I ended up moving to Atlanta to live with their video guy in a house um, and kind of learning film from him. Oh, nice. But uh, yeah, so they were like a big a big one, and then you know, like way back, it was like you know all the all the classics like Skillet, Newsboys, dude, Switchfoot, Skillet's. <laughs> first album is like one of the best albums like period like yeah before they got all butt rocky like yeah. that album is incredible i used to be so down with skillet oh me too i think i even I, like even like later than i probably should have been hey well no shit i remember the I, last <laughs> the last skillet album i got i got it as like a trivia prize at youth group one night they were like throwing <laughs> out skillet cds and i thought yeah, it was, i thought it was sweet 
Yeah, but anyways, yeah, to answer your question, I I was in the industry as a fan uh, who kind of became like a friend to certain people in the industry um, and then, you know, started working with bands and people in it. And so I think this project is like very particularly suited to Bad Christian and to me because me as the director and McDonald and Carter as producers and everyone else involved we've all lived in this world, but we all have like different perspectives and experiences yeah. and we've all like, we've all benefited from it, but we've also all been burned by it and yeah. seen the, you know, seen the best and the worst. And so like we, we all have, you know, kind of our own little taste of what this, what this should be like the stories that we want to include. And so ha- have you been getting footage for like decades then? <laughs> like, have you been collecting footage from back then or? Well, so what we did was um, Carter greenlit the project and then, uh, you know, gave me like a, a stipend to basically travel around and get some interviews for a proof of concept. So like March 2016, I, I went on like a nine day road trip to a bunch of different cities, got all the interviews that uh, you can see in the trailer on the Kickstarter page. Um, and then all the B-roll and all that stuff, you know, it kind of just came from uh, me doing my own, you know, hustle for fun, uh, yeah. you know, trying to get like a winter jam press pass or, uh, make a video for like, you know, whoever. Um, so it's like, it's kind of just like a collection of like my archives of stuff that I've just shot like for myself, but it also just kind of worked out. It's like, Oh yeah, I can, I can use all this footage for this project that like, I didn't even know was going to exist, right. but here it is. That that's, I wish I had like, I wish I would have had the wherewithal that I think that's what separates some people is like if I would have had the the wherewithal to keep all of my like footage and memorabilia and pictures and yeah well there's a lot of stuff I don't even have anymore I know like uh I did I produced like a video album for Emery's last record in 2015 and I don't have any of the like original files oh no like I have the final like renders of the music videos and lyric videos and stuff but like because I never had a hard drive space. So I was just like, oh, I guess delete. I'll just delete this stuff. Oh, God, that's hilarious. <laughs> so I've had to learn my lesson. So so what are your what are your faith leanings? So, like, obviously you were evangelical if you're down with Family Force 5. How old are you now? <laughs> I'm 28. Okay. Yeah, so right around, I'm 30, so yep. same era there. Um, so, like, yeah, what are your faith leanings? Or yeah, what, what um, were they? I mean, it's uh, I was, you know, I kind of was in that um, Mars Hill reformed Driscoll inspired camp of theology for a long time, you know, high school, college years, and uh, now I'm completely the opposite, as many of us are. Um, pretty, I guess, a pretty cliche sort of uh, progressive, you know, quote unquote deconstructed faith. Um, where everything's just like kind of a big mystery to me now. And I'm not even, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of just enjoying the ride. I I'm too, I'm like, it's fucking me up. I'm too neurotic of like, I'm in the same phase, except it just bothers the heck out of me because I, like, I'm, I think I'm done, uh, asking questions. And now I want to go back to some sort of like reliable something. Sure. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's kind of weird. I've I've just chilled out a lot because I used to be very neurotic about like theology and like you know being 
in the like on the right team and yeah. stuff like that. And then I kind of got to the point where I was just like, there aren't any teams. Like, what the hell are we all doing? Like, this is. See, just... How did you get to that place? I don't Enlighten know. me. I have <laughs> no idea. No clue how it happened. I think for me, because I come from like a really like white cultural bubble. Where, where like, are you from? Where did you grow up? Small, small town, Nebraska. Oh God, yeah, okay. Um, so I, so I didn't know anything about anything, and as <laughs> I, corn. as I started to, you know, as I started to move to bigger places and be exposed to to more, you know, life experiences and stuff, I don't think I had any choice. I think it was just like I had, you know, these things in front of me that I couldn't ignore because, like, I just the one thing I'm not able to do is just ignore stuff. Yeah, and. So then I just had to like adjust and it was a pretty natural kind of progression, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, there, there wasn't a magic formula. I just, I think about it a lot actually. I'm like, how did I get to where I am? Cause I really have no, no idea what the answer is. I guess it's just a God thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you still go to church at all? Have you found a church or? Uh, I got fired from a church in May. Oh, for what? Um, kind of for simple answer is for being too critical. Um, really? For rocking the boat too much, not being on board with the mission, um, which I agreed with that part. Uh, I wanted out for a while. I just didn't have anything lined up. But um, yeah, I was working at a church for about two and a half years. Got fired in May. Uh, I've been full time freelance ever since then, and haven't been to a church service since. Wow. <laughs> and I'm, sure, I'm sure I will. Like, it's not like I hate Are you church. Bitter? Or like that. No, not at all. Like zero. It, it just happened that way. It just. I'm just. Yeah, there's not. It's not really like offering me anything that I'm interested in right now. Yeah. I, yeah, I get that too. And, and I, mean, I, I like, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think I'm going to get there, but just like right now, I'm just like, yeah, I didn't really get much from it. Like all the years that I've been doing it. So like, I'll just see what else is, you know, offering me some kind of connection to the divine or whatever. So yeah, for the time uh -huh. being, Oh, the divine, how, <laughs> just hearing that, like, years ago, I've been like, nope, just talk to you later, buddy. Yeah, the too, divine. Too, too, too new agey. What is that, a stripper name? <laughs> <clears throat> no, and I play on the, the worship band at my church, so it's, yeah, I had to, like, I quit that for a while, I, like, because <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know, I'm back in it now, it's, I, I, I'm with you, though, it's such a weird thing, and I go to, like, AA too. So, um, uh, I get a lot of what church should give there. Like it's a lot of therapy and, and confessing and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, so going back to church, it seems even that much more surface level, but so I'm sure. just really trying to like rock the boat, like you said, and luckily they're down with it. They're, it's just, <laughs> You know, it's just good church folk. I can't really like fault anyone for that. It's just like I'm, just, I'm like I know y'all are sinning. Like, let's can we talk about <laughs> it, please? Like, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's uh, so that that ties into you know this documentary project pretty well actually because they're both we've already gotten heat from people for this project, um, and it's like do tell you have to. I mean, I'm not, I'm not here to like sling mud or anything, but like, yeah, you, don't you, have, to name, under, name. you have to understand that there's people that are critics just because they're angry. Mm -hmm. And then there's people that are critics because like they have a vision for like a better, a better reality. Yeah. And that's where, that's where we come from. Right. Or that's where I come from, at least for sure. 
the reason that I, you know, got in trouble at church was because like, I loved the church so much and I was just tired of it being like such a small picture of what church can be. Well, go deeper on that. Like, so what, ex- if you want, like what exactly? Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is like, first of all, in, in American church and in like, you know, Christian music industry, uh, the, the people in charge don't want to admit how much of this is informed by capitalism. Yeah. Right. How American it really is. It's a business model. It's scalable. You know, it's built off of metrics. Like it is business <laughs> and you can call it ministry if you want. And you can even believe that if you want. And like, it's, it's not evil to make money for ministry, but you like, we could at least be honest that like, it's kind of both. And so especially, well, big picture, especially in the church, but like, you know, for me, like with this documentary, especially in the music industry, it wants to bill itself as this safe, set apart, like sacred, spiritual thing. And it's like, there's nothing Christian about the industry. Like the, the record labels are all owned by secular labels and it's not like they're like, you know taking care of the homeless in Nashville or like, you know, (laughs) doing, you know, it's like, there's nothing Christ like about the business that happens. Yeah, that's very true. And so it's, I mean, it's like, what, what are we even talking about? Can we at least just have like a real conversation about it? Which is the whole point of this documentary. It's not to, you know, throw stones or, you know, sling mud or like, you know, just be jerks or whatever. Like none of us are bitter. It's like <laughs> we're, you're settling so short, like you as in the consumer, as in like Christian radio, as in whoever, like you're settling so short, like we need to demand better of this thing. So, so what do you think better would – so I'm to, A, with you, and that's why I struggled with um, playing I, – I don't know if I really had as much – to be honest, I don't think I had as much of an issue with it before I started listening to Bad Christian and especially like lots and lots of critiques against it. Sure. And for, you know, either way, then I then I definitely started to see that. And I'll go through the debate in my mind. It's like, is this really like bad or do I just objectively just hate this type of music and like that's the problem, you know, then it's just a, a thing. And I've had... Uh, my keyboardists say that like what we do is the most important thing in the world that you were like arranging a space for people to have spiritual experiences. And I was like, okay, I do agree with that. So it's like, uh, there's a constant back and forth, but like, so what do you think it would look like better? Well, I mean, yeah, that's a great point. Cause like, there's gotta be room for people that just genuinely come to the conclusion of like, you know, Chris Tomlin makes easy music because he makes it for the church. Yeah. Cause he wants it to be easy. He wants people to be able to sing it, whatever. Like that's awesome. If you believe that that's like what you're supposed to be doing, that's great. But like, if you take that thing and then you apply that to like, okay, every band that wants to make it onto Christian radio has to yeah. write a song for, you know, like a soccer mom in her thirties. Like, otherwise you're not going to get radio play. Like then you're like, okay, this is just ugly business. Yeah. Like you're just like, there's nothing, there's nothing liberating about this creativity. This is just like bottom line dollar stuff. 
So like a big part of it is a, you know, just being able to have honest conversations and then B like being able to like celebrate artistic freedom because artistic freedom and like freedom of being able to like be a person with confusing ideas about faith. Like there's not a lot of room for either of those in this industry because your paycheck and you know, your family on the table for your, or your family on the table. Family on the table. That's, hey. like, a, that's like a George Bush thing or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, the str- strategy of it all. <laughs> putting food on the table for your family like depends on you like maintaining this image because like American Christianity, like American culture in general, loves its heroes. So isn't it isn't it the fault? Well, it's I guess it's the pop music in general conundrum. Like, is it? Is it the fault of the consumers or is it the fault of the purveyors? Well, I mean, like, who can even say, you know, it's like, yeah, they both reinforce each other. Yeah. Like if it this there's a quote in the trailer from Aaron Sprinkle and he said, like, if it didn't make money, people wouldn't keep doing it. Yeah, it's it's true. And, And so it's like, yeah, the consumers are part of this where, like, we want things to be easy and safe and not have to think about it. Like we want the like you know the chart in like the Christian bookstore that says like oh your kid likes Tupac maybe they'll like DC Talk you know yeah. <laughs> or like <laughs> those are so ridiculous the, like, conversion like... chart so we want that stuff because it just makes life easier for us so we can just go on and not have to you know spend any like mental bandwidth thinking about this but then like what does it say about the about the labels or the you know promoters or whoever or the bands. Even the bands, like, even, like, Emory, Classic Crime, like, people involved with this, like, what does it say about them and us to be like, yep, we're cool with feeding you this, like, shallow garbage, like, for a paycheck? Yeah. Because if, if, if we want this, like, if we call ourselves Christians as people, or we want to say that there's such a thing as a Christian music industry, like, it needs to be, like, something that is different than like normal secular people, normal secular industry, whatever. And I'm not even, I'm not even that interested in that divide or like that labeling, but like, you know, if you want to be serious about something being Christ-like, then like, that's not, there's, it's not not an excuse to say like, oh, well, like, you know, other people do it or like, oh, they wanted it. So I gave it to them. It's like, that's not Jesus at all. And, and all it is, is it's like, okay. So you know how Walmart will uh Walmart will start selling stuff that Target sold 2 months ago and Target will start selling stuff that was in fashion at Urban Outfitters like 3 months before that it's just like Christian music like I just recently heard like the Christian foyer into like EDM drops and stuff yeah. and it's like it's you know and before that it was like the Abbott Brothers and um Mumford and Sons style worship right. music and it's just yep. like yeah, it's literally just like, oh, okay, this is popular. We'll nab that. Thanks for test driving it for us. Now it's yeah. Jesus. There's yes, there is the there is the regurgitating pop culture in a like a safe a safe you know quote unquote family friendly way. And then there's but then there's also the like you know the Walmart analogy of Walmart comes into a town and like sells everything so cheap and it puts like local businesses out of out of business. Yeah, and so that's like another thing. It's like this machine of industry it makes it so hard for people that like are really trying to like hold to like their genuine convictions about their own spirituality, like, and their business practice and not like, you know, 
sell out for like an easy paycheck or whatever it makes mm. it really hard for people like that to be able to make a living yeah that's have you have you gotten the chance to talk to any because i'm do any of those record execs even like entertain this sort of questioning uh that's a great question any industry people not really not yet that's like one of the things um I mean, it sounds like we've already done everything like for this documentary. We haven't even done like 5% of it. Nice. Um, so we're, we're just getting started. Um, and hopefully we can find people that are willing to talk to us that don't think that we're going to like ruin their industry. Cause like, that's not what we're trying to do. Right. Um, so hopefully we can have like, you know, good conversations with people that would come to different conclusions than us. Um, or, you know, are like financially invested in it, like, which we totally respect, like, not trying to ruin anyone's careers. We're just trying to be able to like at least create a space to, you know, like Carter says on bad Christian all the time, like clearing out elbow room. Yep. Like at least create the space to be able to have a conversation about this and like know where everybody stands because there's this huge disconnect of knowledge between the people in the industry and the fan, like the consumers of the industry and then there's like probably an even bigger disconnect between like fans of Christian music and then like just people in the world that have no idea what this thing is because it's such a small like little bubble of culture, but there's so much money involved and it's like actually like really massive. Yeah. And people have, people have no idea that it even exists. Well, and, it, and it's so it's essential. All it is essentially is. And once again, to the Walmart analogy, it's the same thing because they'll only, or the, I don't know if yeah, they still Walmart. do, but, but they'll only, yeah, they're taking over, man. They'll only sell um, censored albums, right? And so Christian oh, music yeah. is, is a sens- a, a censoredly, essentially just morality policed music, which I think, mm-hmm. I guess that's the issue at hand. And it'd be great if y'all could trace back and figure out when the i guess it was with the christian bookstores could could be a place to start with like the the sure. the um, the fake nike t-shirts where it's really oh, like yeah. just jesus it or like yeah like the coca-cola logo but like turned into jesus christ or whatever yeah 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 and it's like so we have it just turned christians into like just the such the punchline of a joke and just the you know you can just picture Oh, just dorky ass. It was like my dad. <laughs> hey, dad. But it was like my dad, and, you know, and he'll admit that too. You know, it was like, yeah. I guess it was the Jesus freak people in like the late 70s or something kind of started that, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it you know, the, the industry hasn't existed more than, you know, about like 30, 40 years. Cause it, cause that's, yeah, that's absolutely how it started was like the Jesus movement. With like you know you you your Bob Dylan's and people like that that were like yeah pop, like you know m- mainstream pop culture like diving into all of these like themes of spirituality and their music and then like that was you know really well received but then not that there's like you know people in like a dark a dark like shady back room but like they started to realize like oh we can make money off of this like we can market this as like faith based yeah. And it's so weird that that's a thing. What do you because, think? Like, go ahead. Well, there's no, there's no like Jewish music industry, right? 
there's well, there's such or a thing is there? as I don't know. Is there's there? such a thing as Jewish music, but there's no but, industry. But it's not this like yeah, it's not this like capitalism thing. It's I guess it, it's it it probably be more akin to like the the kosher stamps of approval that, that yeah. they sell to on um food. Sure. I feel like it might be more akin to that. But so do you think the people at the, at the tippy top of this are just non-Christians laughing their ass all the way to the bank? I mean, I don't think most people really even consciously care one way or the other. Like it's just numbers to them. Yeah. Especially like, you know, if you're looking at like, you know, Capital or like Atlantic or like Universal, like Universal Pictures, like that that makes movies, mm-hmm. they own like almost all of like Christian music, <laughs> and but like the people that work for Universal, like don't give a shit about any of this stuff. They yeah, just like right. they just know that it brings them money. Like I, I'm sure they have no thought about it whatsoever. Um, but and that's not to say that like it's bad people because like the industry is full of just people that you know started doing it and like usually started doing it from really good intentions and then they just kind of ended up where they were and then they didn't really like want to leave they have a good job like they enjoy what they do and so then you know you're just part of this machine that keeps on going and the machine like not to turn it into like a political discussion but it's like it's the same sorts of things that you talk about with like institutional racism right Uh it's like it's not like easy to point a finger and blame like a thing or a person as being like bad, but it's just like this thing that was created that does exist is causing a lot of problems for a lot of people. Yeah, that makes sense. And so like, let's, you know, let's dive into that. Let's figure out like what's good, what's bad, like what can stick, what can't like, you know, what, what could, you know, good art by people of faith look like, good business practices by people of faith look like, you know, like let's at least start asking those questions. Well, that, that, and that goes back to, so what could you imagine would be different? Like could be a a better solution to this? Yeah. Well, um, I mean, everyone's got a lot of ideas and, uh, this documentary isn't like, isn't my, opinion um but is more the story of like you know the people in the industry or the people that have been hurt by it or whatever um but like you've got to imagine that there's some kind of a, a a way that's you know not so focused on like a label and like a like a controlling like set apart gatekeepers of radio or bookstores deciding like if you do xyz then you're yes. like not, not included is is there is there like an MPAA for Christian music? Is, is does it have a name, like a, a a ratings board or someone that decides? I don't think so. I think it's just the. I think it's, it's just, just the, one guy somewhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nope, not not in my store. <laughs> um, no, I mean it's just it's the bookstores and the radio, like whatever they decide, you know, is or isn't appropriate. Um. Which like they can do whatever they want. They can decide what yeah, they that's... do or don't want to play. But like if you're if you're claiming that like we are Christian music or yeah, like we okay. are a Christian bookstore, like if if you're so the implication if, is like if you're if your stuff that... is sold if your stuff is sold here, you're Christian. Yes. If we kick you out because you know you said the f word, you're not Christian. Then, then you're not Christian. Yes, that's a huge problem. 
and that's really frustrating, especially when you know the stories of people that like you know have been burned by that sort of business practice. Who are you getting a lot of those? I'm sure. Well, I mean, we haven't um, we haven't done like any interviews for a while. We just did all the stuff that we needed like for the trailer, uh, and now we're in fundraising mode. And then you know, once we have like a budget, then we'll really be diving into production on this. But we all know stories, you know. Just well, yeah, that would ask it, not uh, necessarily that have been documented already, but yeah, like do you know any? Yeah, well, there's the the Chad Gardner King's Kaleidoscope thing is like a big one um, that we'll be talking about plenty. Uh, where he they got uninvited from a festival uh, because a song that he wrote had uh, the f word in it, and it's you know if people come to different conclusions about language, that's great. But you can't listen to that song and and think that that song isn't like a a, a faithful like you know prayer of like crying out to Jesus. Didn't that fest was that the festival where the organizer just went down for sexual assault of a minor? Uh, could it, be. it was. I think that was. Or <laughs> that, I think it was. That may that may or may not be true. Uh, I'm not. So... I'm not here to. I'm not naming names tonight. But well, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I saw that on Google. So <laughs> yes, there's a possibility that what you said is correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, and and stuff like. It, well, you know what's funny is like, and I'll just say collective we as Christians, like we're asking for shit like that. When you prop, when we prop, when you prop yourself up in this position, it's I don't know, man. And then yeah, there's well, <laughs> there's so much wrong. The cycle that that I've heard, I've heard a lot of stories about this cycle of frustration where. You know, most most people in Christian music, especially like in like rock and roll and like punk and indie stuff, you know, they get they got into it when they were like 18, 19, 20 years old. Sure. So they're, so they're still kids. Right. Mm-hmm. And they grow up, you know, looking up to their idols in this industry because they're part of the industry. They're the consumers. So they like worship these like celebrities as their heroes. Then they get into the industry. They see behind the curtain. And they realize, like, oh, these people are jacked up and have, like, real problems. Like, they're real people with real problems. And that that is, like, a crushing blow to their spirit because, like, they counted on these people to be, like, their heroes, their saviors, whatever. But then they're in the industry now. And now, like, there's the next wave of kids. Yeah, so it just that, flows that, that down. They, they're the heroes. So then they're the ones smoking cigarettes, you know, behind, you know, the, the church parking lot or, like, becoming alcoholics because they don't know how to control drinking alcohol or you know whatever it is maybe it's not that like explicit or nefarious but like then they're the ones that can never deal with their own problems because they're keeping up their image and it just keeps going and going yeah. and going and it never stops and that's not unique to christian music but it's definitely a problem within christian music yeah you know uh, the same way that it is in in any kind of like entertainment and like in our culture yeah, that's very true. The yeah, yeah, I think that's why that's what like Hollywood is going through now is finally people are like, nope, let's let's like stop this cycle, and yeah. you're getting the fallout of that. So I, I think someone that's done it done it right is like Sufjan Stevens, who's sure. like everybody knows he's a Christian, but like he just won't talk about it. He won't be associated with it. He just does what he does. Yeah. But but I was thinking, and I this this kind of goes into it, and I'm super guilty of this is I it it like 
made me so happy when I found out like a band I liked was actually Christian. It was like, oh, yeah. oh man, like yes, like you're in the club too. Whoa, yeah, cool. you're, you're on my side. <laughs> yeah, you're on my side. Which I'm and, not even gonna gonna debate whether that's a good or bad thing. But it's like, so I think there is a place for the import. Like, I don't even know how to word it, but knowing. I don't know. It is important in some way. I think the honesty of that is important though because also on the on the flip side like finding out like that um Scott from Zayo was an atheist, I was like, "Well, that sucks, Dave Bazan." I was yeah. like, "That really sucks." So it's yeah. like you know, yeah. should it even matter? <laughs> I don't know. Well, that the Sufyan example is interesting because when I was like, you know, 17, 18, 19 year old kid, I was that like obnoxious piece of shit at a concert that would that would yell out like say something about Jesus. No. Like Did I would you literally do it to Sufjan Stevens? No, no, no. Oh. But like I'd I'd go to like <laughs> like one time I got into like a like a forty minute conversation with Stephen Christian from Amberlin, like after a concert. Cause I kept yelling that and he wouldn't say anything about the gospel and I was like, You're selling out, dude. And like, no. and I was like so obnoxious and, you know, and now I like look at that and it's like, man, the shit that these guys have to go through from like youth group yeah. kids that think they know something yeah. is unbelievable. And this, and you know, someone like Sufyan, when I was in high school, like I would have thought like you're, you're compromising the gospel. Like this is like you being, you know like your flesh or like you being worldly or whatever, yeah, like you don't selfish, you don't want to like be stigmatized <laughs> because like you're embarrassed of, of Jesus. Yeah. And, and now I, you know, now I can look at that like as a more mature adult and like, be like, he's oh, a genius. Okay. I kind of understand like the several reasons why someone would want to do this, but <laughs> that's still a problem today. You know, like so it much is. of this, so much of this industry is built around like youth group culture yeah, and like these youth kids think think they know stuff about my life, you know. <laughs> well, and and so so a, a picture that will, f- and I I think that's well, I guess I don't, I don't really I don't have no numbers, so I don't know if that's going away. I mean, I know like youth camps and stuff are declining, so maybe. But a picture that has always really really bothered me, and this tied back into like I told my worship my worship leader, I was like, can we like can we play like behind a sheet or something? I was like, mm-hmm. there's something that just feels so wrong. Like when I see like creation fest or like Hillsong United and there's just hundreds of thousands of people just like you, you can't tell me that the people playing that music aren't like getting an ego trip out of that. Like, you yeah. can't, like it, I don't know something about you it. just doesn't feel right. You can't, you at least can't say this isn't a show. Yeah, no, you cannot objectively say that, like, are they, yeah, exactly, dude, like, they're they're throwing their hands toward you, usually, and, like, yeah. singing toward you, I don't know, it's just, they look really cool, like, yeah, so cool, because they got the Bieber show. on the team now, like, they look so hip and trendy, yeah, they're all, the, there's yeah. not, there's not an ugly face on there, yeah, I used to think about that a lot, too, like, um, I would always, I would always like talk to my pastor and just be like, you know, maybe we should just like play music through the PA 
or like maybe we just all like stand in a circle because there's like a there's a, yeah. a scripture verse that says like singing songs like to one another um like songs of praise and worship like to one another yeah uh, be in the and, crowd be in the mix and don't you always feel so like stigmatized when you like vocalize a thought like that and then everyone's like we can't do that that's weird yeah, yeah they just shut me, shut you down and that's not like, how we do things yeah and it's like i, I want to know like does anyone even know like well, i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure somebody knows so if you do email church and other drugs at gmail.com <laughs> um what was what was the original worship singing like like first century christianity like what i guess it was it just like old jewish songs yeah, I, I I don't really know. The I'm, I'm to that. curious. Like, I'm very curious to know that. I don't think there's really any rules, but I think like <clears throat> this dude. It's so fine that like Hillsong United wants to like you know tour and have like fifteen thousand person arena shows and whatever. Like, that's cool. Yeah, their production their production value is so dope. I'm obsessed with all the film work they do. Oh yeah, like, it's, it's it's so cool. Top tier. Let's just call it a show. Like, can we just yes. do that? Can we yes. just say that this is like a concert? Yeah, and like, yes, like and, well, the, I, and the same is true for like Sunday mornings in any mega church. Like it's yes. still a show. Come yeah, on. it's a show. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not. It's not only a show. I'm not saying it's like. I'm not saying it's bad intentions of the people on stage, but part of it, part of the equation, is that it is also a show. And in addition to whatever else it is, then I will think. Or am I just a cynical bastard and I'm one of like 3% of cynical people because I will, because it's like the mega church thing too. And people that go to Hillsong, I will see people that I can't either. They're just straight up lying or they're having spiritual experiences and they're in it. And this is for them. And like, you know, God's going to happen regardless of the medium. Right. Yes. So it's like, Am I just being a contrarian? Like it's it's really hard for me to differentiate what is important enough that I that like I need to change it or I'm yeah. just being a contrarian. Yeah. No, I, I I think that same thing about myself all the time. Um the the place that I've found comfort in my brain lately has been and this might come off as like pretentious and I don't mean it this way, but you know, if you've if you've if you've been a person that always feels like the outsider or like the, the dissenter or whatever, that means like you either like are getting an ego trip off of it or you are, you were designed by God to have some kind of like a prophetic role. And, and you would hope that it's the latter, not the former. Right. And if if you're self-reflective and you, you know, like if you're processing that all on your own and you're kind of like asking God, like, what do you want from me? Why did you make me this way? And you come to a genuine conclusion of like, you know, like, I think that God wants me to have like a prophetic voice to my culture to like, you know, speaking truth to power. And if that's true, which you hope it is like, I'm not saying I'm a prophet, but I'm saying like, no, I I think that I think that like God has wired me this way for a reason. And I'm trying to do the best I can with it. And like, you know, steward my gift well or whatever. Yeah, no, I, I, I smell what you're stepping in, dude. So like, you know, so the approach from me, from Bad Christian, from this documentary, from whatever, is like the God that that we're presenting is is too small. Like we have a grander vision for God, we have a grander vision for Christianity, 
we have a grander vision for like what spiritual music and business can look like. And we want to like, we want to be loud and we want to speak against this like safe cookie cutter, like, you know, corporate, uh, Walmart, you know, thing. And we want to, we want to like, you know, look for, look towards like a vision of something that's more holistic, more organic, more like artisan, you know, like whatever, like whatever, like adjectives you want to use. Like, yeah, I I hope that people know, like people that aren't, you know, part of bad Christian or whatever. Like, I hope that they can hear that. Like the, the goal of this is like progress. It's not, it's not tearing stuff down for the sake of tearing it down. It's like, we have a, we want a better future for this can you think of some people that are doing it right already yeah i mean there's there's tons of people that are doing it right and and there's you know no one's doing it all right or all wrong um but like you know i still love the switchfoot dudes like yeah those guys those guys are the best you know it's like you can't say a bad thing about switchfoot yeah and they they successfully made the jump into like they're I would say there's, there's a lot of people that wouldn't recognize them by a Christian band label. Yeah. And and even people that are, you know, only in the Christian market, there's still plenty of people that are doing great things. Like you don't have to be like a mainstream act. Like as everything I've ever heard about Chris Tomlin, like it sounds like Chris Tomlin is like the, the coolest dude ever who really, really, really believes in what he does. Yeah. Like Michael W. Smith, same thing. Like I hung out with him in a green. Did once. you really? sweetest dude ever like real genuine guy like of course i don't know the guy so like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like you know praise him as like oh he's for sure like doing this right like you know on the right team or whatever but like my impression was like no he seems like he's seems like he's cool seems like he's chill whatever go west young man was my jam (laughs) so yeah i mean there's there's tons of people that are doing it right and usually all the people that are involved are good people that are just stuck in a really tough place. Cause it's like, man, I don't know what to do about this. Cause like I gotta, I have like, it's almost like they get forced into a, an ultimatum of like provide for my family or like, you know, step out of line. Well, and I wonder, like it almost seems like one of those things where it's everybody secretly wants the same thing, but nobody can fe- like it's like I'm I'm playing the role because you're I think that you're playing the role and oh I was like have you watched the Handmaiden's Tale? Yes. Like when she found out the other girl was uh, a spy too or whatever, and it was like yeah. oh you're faking too. Like I, we could have been faking together a long time ago. And it's well, like, I can tell you I can tell you for sure that that is true. Um, yeah, that's and so what I wonder where like what exactly is like the sin that quote unquote, we'll just call it the Christian man is afraid will be committed. If things change, I, or I, it probably, it probably is just money it, straight. Well, up. yeah, no one wants to be the first. Yeah. You know, because it costs you something. Well, yeah. Um, you, you could say like Gunger and some of them are in mm-hmm. Kings K or some of the, some of the first and they're, they're suffering for it. Yeah, I mean, even look at Lecrae, you know, like he yeah. he went from thousands of people to hundreds of people at his shows. And and he's still like in it. Like it's not even like he was like blackballed overnight. Like he's still getting invited to like festivals and stuff. But it's just like a it's like a subtle like 
I don't, it's it's not so black and white, you know, but like yeah. you definitely feel the like, oh, you're the scape. Like anyone listening, go look at anything that Lecrae ever posts on Twitter about race and just read the read the comments. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's 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 heartbreaking. Yeah, because these people like think like, you know, <sighs> it's the uh, it's the uh, stick to sports kind of thing, right? Yeah, it's like you're here for my entertainment. You're not meant to be a person. You're not meant to, you know, rock the boat, whatever. Like, if you're if you're not gonna give me what I want as a consumer, then I'm done with you. Then you're yeah. out of here. And as Christian consumers, we need to we need to hold ourselves to a higher standard. Well, it's the 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 older I get, the more the more I'm almost convinced, like. The Antichrist is gonna be like a Billy Graham type dude, not Billy Graham, but like you know the the like the more I look around, I'm like there is very few Jesus following Christians. Like, it, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, this you're you know you're hitting on all the same things that we're that we're hoping to do with this documentary, and it's not it's about the the music industry, but it's also you know by extension about just the church and Christianity as a whole. We'll talk about film too, because that's a, that's a whole nother like entertainment. Oh medium yeah. Oh, that, <laughs> like, uh, like Samson oh, I will, just I will came get out fired up about that shit. Yeah. I will, like that's, you know, if you want to get me on any kind of a soapbox, like that's the easiest target to get me to just start <laughs> getting pissed <laughs> because, because that's my craft, you know, and I'm, and I am a filmmaker and like, if you know any artist or like creative person, I think either consciously or subconsciously believes that like good art reflects life. Yeah. And Christian movies <laughs> do not do not do not reflect life. They reflect a f- make believe fantasy world that does not exist. Yeah. And they're it's just setting people up. And it, they do it to it's yeah. Oh, see here I go. I'm yeah. like I'm <laughs> hey, go ahead. This, Speak your mind. <laughs> They do it because it sells because people like will settle for something so like just lower level of consciousness. Yeah. Like something that just feeds into that little ego and like just makes you feel good about your team. And it's like, come on. Like we are we are capable of so much and more it, than this. That's what and it can be both is the thing. It can be both, which which is why like Oh, did you see Last Days in the Desert? Is that the Ewan McGregor? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it yeah. did. And I loved it. It was awesome. And uh, it didn't have a huge like marketing campaign, uh-huh. so most of the American Christians didn't even know about it. But if they did, I'm sure they oh, would they have been pissed. so so pissed. Yeah, they were pissed. And, Same with them. Um, and, and I cannot for the life of me figure out why. It, it's well, no, I mean I think we can though, because like I was there where like it like when I I was the kid when um I would sing along to um Zero by Smashing Pumpkins. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So when he would go emptiness is loneliness and God is and I would say not empty. Like, yeah. <laughs> because Yes. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So I get it. I get like, it. There's God, a, I I showed you Smashing yeah, Pumpkins. I'll convert you, Billy Corgan. 
Oh my God. Yes. I know exactly what you Yeah. So I get it. I can see where they're coming from. It. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Well, and it's funny because it's either you get the, you get the, you get the, the Christian who has never really faced any real struggle and they just get to live this, this, they live in a bubble their whole life. And then on the other hand, you get the wretched sinner who gets like saved in prison. And when he comes out, he just wants to change everything. And all of a sudden he wants to watch nothing but these clean cut movies. And yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just a weird morality policing game. Well, and then, you know, and then we as consumers, we love to, uh, you know, Michael Gunger says that he doesn't read Genesis literally. And then, like, oh, you're off the team. Yeah, off the but, team. But, but then, like, to you know, to highlight our hypocrisy, like Shia LaBeouf says that he becomes a Christian on the set of a movie. Oh and then yeah. Like, oh yes, we yeah. get to claim Shia LaBeouf now. Or like, oh god, this article comes around about like how Chris Pratt prayed once or something, and we're just like, see, okay, but Chris Pratt is one of ours. Did you not think that though? Well, no, I was I was already way past that like that type of thing. I still did a little bit. I was like, "All right, Chris, nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll see no, you in I, heaven." My I man. was like, "I don't care." <laughs> well, and, and then it's I guess it's the same. It's the same people that went out and watched Samson in theaters this weekend. You know, think Donald Trump is a Christian? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, I don't know. How did you even get to that point? I don't, I don't know. even like. What what are we saying? Like, if we, you know, if you want to be like, I think Donald Trump is a Christian. What is what is that person saying they think being a Christian is? Right. Because uh, because what it sounds like to me is like, if you are, like, if I think you're on my team, then you're a Christian. Yes. <laughs> it is, it yes. Is if zero I want to do with like righteousness, no, or or it's like or if you're faith. give me what I want. Or like you know, say that say that I'm good or whatever. Then like, I don't even know where that. See, I, I feel that, like it's. I, well, I will go into it's it's so mind boggling to me. Like I, I will jump to like this has got to be some sort of like spiritual thing that is like deluding yeah. people because it's That's, it's like it's logic defying. Who could? Yeah, I mean that that is certainly within the realm of possibility yeah. because it, it, because it is very surreal and it's so it surreal. It doesn't seem to make any sense. And, uh, you know, the Trump thing is really fascinating, uh, within evangelicalism because like we, we had our own Trump before Trump and his name was Mark Driscoll. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah. how did, yeah. how did we not see this coming? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, that's exactly We right. already went through this whole thing. Yeah. Well, and it's and so did and what's funny and it it, it is cool cuz it reinforces the Bible for me is like and so did the Jews back then. They're like, "Oh, sweet. Like be our king. We want a king. We need a king. Yes. We need a figurehead. We just need to worship something. Tell me what to do." So it's it's we just haven't, you know, that's that's why I love people talking about human advancement. And I'm just like, "We haven't I went, you know, we haven't gone very far, my my friend. Yeah. Like we're still the same. Yep. Well, and that's that's the Christian music industry too. Is give us a king. Yeah. Give us a king. That's, give us mm. give us our celebrities. Like you know, give us our singer songwriters. It might be 
part of the celebrity culture thing too. You know, oh, it's, it's just totally it. it completely is. And so, you know, all that to say, like to kind of, you know, tie a bow on that, it's like a lot of the stuff about the Christian industry is no different than just like the music industry period. Yes. But and that would be like mostly fine, but it wants to pretend we all want to pretend like it's something different and better and set apart. Yes. And not just the exact same. Yes. Um, but because of, because of it's like set apart kind of like isolated nature, there is a lot of unique, weird shit, good and bad that happens in it. And most people like have no clue. Yep. And hence we're making this documentary. Yeah. Well, yeah, speaking uh, speaking of which, so where can people find it, support the Kickstarter, all that good stuff? Yep, so and, I don't... And the name of it. Yeah, so it's a working title, What Would Jesus Sell? Um, and as far as I know, we'll just keep that title the whole time. Uh, it's a good, we're planning it's a good on one. Make, yeah, we're planning on making some, some cool little bracelets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if you go to www.js.film... Uh, that'll have a link to the Kickstarter page where you can see a trailer, uh, you know, kind of read about like a, the tagline, our mission and all that stuff. Mission sounds like a church. Um, mm -hmm. the, go the goal of the whole thing, um, which is just to explore the intersection of like art, faith and profits uh, in this industry. But otherwise, just, you know, follow bad Christian related stuff on social media and you'll see some stuff about it. We're we're really close to funded um but the twenty thousand goal is uh very 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 modest yeah. uh painfully modest of a budget um so twenty thousand was like an experiment and as soon as we get to 20 it's like okay we got to keep going like let's you know we're, we're coming up with ideas for like stretch goals and stuff like that but we really need every single dollar we can get for this thing to to be bigger than just like you know a little subculture thing that like we like but something that actually you know can have like maybe yeah, like hopefully film festival circuit stuff yeah have a yeah. prophetic voice um so you know even if uh you know someone goes there and they're it's like oh they made their goal sweet like no please still help please still contribute we got some good packages rewards yeah. and stuff like, we need to get every dollar we can because it literally will all disappear like immediately <laughs> Film, well, you know, you know, you should crazy. just 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 write uh, write a hit worship album uh, yeah. and just ride the <laughs> ride the royalties off of that. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I do. I do ghostwrite for uh, Kurt, uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman. So. Yeah, there you go. Well, <laughs> That's James, I, I don't do that. <laughs> oh, you should should have ran with it. Uh, well, thanks, man. That was a really awesome conversation. And um, yeah, so everyone, please. Go consider giving to that congregation. I know you can do it. A dollar, five dollars, whatever. <laughs> Sow your seed. Yes, please. Into, into us. <laughs>
So we actually went through about two minutes of that song, and I realized I wasn't recording. So yeah. we had to go back. So it was a practice run. I, uh, I feel like we really nailed it on the second go. I think we did. Yeah. I think we did. Uh, if it wasn't for Eric's incessant humming. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, so that was a great interview. Please go check out What Would Jesus Sell? Uh, Brad Brad uh, was transported out of the room, so he didn't hear the interview but it's about uh the christian music industry and how ridiculous it is right yeah you, i agree they sh- although if we started some sort of christian weird al type of band right so we do christian parodies rain rain on my face as it's <laughs> now that song's awesome you leave that song but out of it i can't swim after dude was, was that days. not one of like that was for me because you weren't sheltered like me but that was one of the i was like oh my god this this song is grooving dude this like, song is yeah. this song is heavy this bro. is much more than a mediocre entry into the grunge yeah, I, dude i went back and listened to it and <laughs> it's, it's, it's it sounds like it was recorded like with one of those like yeah. uh like macaulay Culkin talk boys like it's so bad dude and yeah. there's like one guitar it's yeah, it really like, terrible recorded on my phonograph so yeah you know but so, but i'll be damned if i wouldn't belt belting out the <laughs> but if i rain rain on my face what is this what is happening Sorry, my phone's ringing. I got, I got a lot of stuff going Jeez, on. Jeez, dude. Oh, come on. Jeez. Deal. It's my sponsor. I haven't talked to my sponsor in like probably a let's, month. Let's answer it on speaker. Hello? What's up, man? Hey. Anthony, what's up? Yeah, it's been a while. I've been, yeah, it's been a while, dude. I've been going through a lot of... Um, oh, you're on speaker, by the way. I'm with Jed. And Eric, you know Eric. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Sorry, Yo. sorry. It's been, it's really kind of my fault. I haven't been, uh, and when I say kind of my fault, I mean all my fault. I haven't really been, I've, I've been hiding from the, the scene, you know. Why is that? Uh, well, I got sick, and when I got sick and I got my tooth pulled, it was kind of hard to, like, uh, get, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I've, I've been frustrated because the situation with my wife hasn't gotten any better. Frick. Frick. Hold on, pause it. With your wife? Yeah. Let me, hold on. 
going away. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Send us an email at churchandotherdrugs.com. Um, visit our Patreon, patreon.com slash churchandotherdrugs, and we'll see you next week.